Yins guys, thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast, where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates and that. Today is May 8th, 2021, and we still haven't seen Hayes yet. Where's Key Brian Hayes, huh? Polanco, Moran, Frazier, Crow, let's talk about it all today. Let's go Bucks. What is up, Jake? What's up, buddy? All right, check it out. We are recording today in person at the same desk for the first time. And we're doing it in the second level (laughs) of our dad's wood shop. Hey, it is what it is. It's a little chilly in here. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. It is a little bit chilly. Uh, This is is fun. We... uh, my wife and I and, and, and kids and everything are back home visiting for the weekend for Mother's Day and everything. So we decided. That kind of stuff might happen today. I bumped a button. Anyway, um, we decided to bring uh, bring the show on the road a little bit and record in the same room today. So with that said, it's Saturday night. It's not Sunday night. So we still have another Pirates game to go for this week, but we decided this was going to be more fun to do it today. Yeah. So let's go ahead and get into it. Um, We've had an interesting week so far. Uh, You mentioned before we started recording that I mentioned that the Cubs were scuffling. (laughs) Uh, Not so much now. So it looks like maybe I should keep my mouth shut about who's scuffling. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Maybe that's a good idea. Are they at five straight right now? I think so. Uh, and they're beating the Pirates a little bit. I say a little bit because the games have still been close. Yeah. It's not like they've been blowouts. Matter of fact, same score. Three to two. Back to back, three to two losses for the Pirates. Let's go ahead and go back to the beginning of the week when we started off getting super excited against the Padres when Tyler Anderson is just dealing. Yeah. He looked good that night. He gets into the seventh inning with a no hitter. And not only does he give up two runs in, or not only does he give up the hit, but he gives up two runs. Right. And then gets crushed with a loss because we didn't score any. Yeah. (laughs) We got to figure something out to get some runs across the board. You're going to notice a theme starting the very next day. And and (laughs) we go into Tuesday and the Pirates win their game, but two to one. So another good. Do you remember at the beginning of the year when I said the reason that we're not going to lose or that we're going to lose ninety five games rather is because our pitching, right? And then our pitching was kind of the strength so far this week. This this week, yeah, 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 yeah. this week. <laughs> <laughs> but Keller, Keller had another one of these games. This is going to be a roller coaster, guys. Yeah. Till he till he can figure out his consistency, and that's and I don't think it's there yet. I think we talked about this the last time he had a good start. That it was like, oh man, he's good signs. Maybe he turned a corner. I just don't. I think that if we think every good start is is him turning the page and and leaving the old self behind, I don't know that it's going to happen this year. Like I just I think it's going to be a roller coaster. He's going to battle, 
I think it it's not just a I don't think it's a click moment for him. I think we're gonna see this all year. Yeah, I I mean it's always possible. I I dude's stuff is good and when he's locating, he's he's super tough to hit. And I feel like as you get games in under your belt at the major league level, get and start to get a little more comfortable, start to show a little bit more emotion, which I've I seen in this last outing, a little bit more emotion. That that's that's when he's going to be able to turn the corner. And I, it's going to be a roller coaster. I'm not saying he's clicking already, but I do think that he's going to figure it out this year. And his final numbers may not be there, but I I think we're I think we're going to see some good signs by the end of the year. Do you think that it's something where you know when we look at it in the off season or whatever, you're going to see something about us saying? Well, but his last six starts, he did this. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree I, with that. Yeah. I think if he finds it, it'll be something like that. But I think until then, I think for for the course of the year, we're going to see ups and downs. Absolutely. I think I, I think when it gets to the end, we'll see more good than bad, but I think it's going to be all over the place. Yeah. That's just what I think. Obviously, we've shown that we've been right about things and very wrong about things. You're right. And that's that's the way this world goes. Uh, that's baseball. That's baseball. So the last game, the rubber game against against the Padres, we dropped four to two, and it was a little bit of the same thing. We're just not hitting the ball, and when we do, and we get guys on, we're not driving them in. We did see Reynolds in the second hole, though. You talked about that. Mm-hmm. We seen him in the second hole. He's uh, pretty he, consistently. He hit the home run uh, in this game, but it just wasn't enough. And then he, uh, the other game, he got out. With runners on, he's the guy up. He doesn't come through. Yeah. Baseball. I'm not saying, oh, man, he choked. He didn't choke. He just didn't get hit that time. Right. Yeah. Brew Baker threw well again and yeah. falls up short. But like because of, because of you, Darvish, being good. Underwood's been good this year. He gave up this game, really. Yeah. Uh, but he's been good, so it's not like it's same isn't, old, same old. Isn't that the game we had a few errors to? Yeah, kick yeah. the ball around. Kick in the that ball game. around, and this is one of the things I love watching Brubaker pitch. He gets in those jams and everything, and he he just mans up. Like, all right, well, gonna have to figure something out, and he gets he gets us out of the inning. Brubaker makes the throwing error in this game, but it was it was this was the Eric Gonzalez game. Yeah, he had like ten thousand balls hit to him. Yeah, and he and he whiffed on three of them, or you know, made the uh, the errors on three of them. And it's kind of like, yeah, but I mean, like we've seen him make enough plays that yeah. we've seen him make a couple plays in that game that were Absolutely. really good. Absolutely. So I, yeah, I mean, I didn't think too much of it. It was it was kind of a bittersweet game for him because he, I mean, he, you get every ball hit, and then to kick three of them, I think he holds himself to a high standard. And I, I'm sure that just bothered the crap out of him. Yeah, for sure. But so we we dropped the series to to a really good team. In three close games. Yeah. So we say like, oh, yeah, but we didn't hit. Okay, but it's still three close games. They were they were fun games to watch. Yeah. Yeah, they were good games. You know. I thought we did it. We we had to have had a very good game plan and executed it against Fernando Tatis Jr. Yeah, he's pretty upset. <laughs> he's pretty mad about doing that bad. Yeah, he didn't hit against us at all. So Friday afternoon we go into Chicago 
into the not so friendly confines for the Pirates. Yeah. And I mean, another close game. We lose it three to two, but really we scored both of those runs in the top of the ninth. And before that, it it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't a good offensive showing, obviously. Right. But we get into the ninth and we see a little bit of excitement. We see Colin Moran get on, uh, then strike out to to Evans, but then the double for Stallings, and it's like, here we are. We're in business. Frazier grounds out. I mean, that's how he's going to get an RBI these days. Todd <laughs> Frazier grounds out. Let's let's be real about what I'm saying. Right. Run scores, and then a wild pitch gets Stallings to third because he's not scoring on a base hit unless he's at third. <laughs> Ka'ai Tom, hey, wait, the offensive player, Ka'ai Tom, <laughs> gets a hit, scores the second run, and then Defoe singles, and, it, and then... Frazier's hit by a pitch, and this is where we were talking about Brian Reynolds. We, we jumped ahead a little bit. Brian Reynolds gets up with the bases juiced and two outs and flies out to right field. So it is what it is. Yeah. You drop a game. You almost came back. The problem is we had opportunities before that, and we weren't able to make them happen. One for seven with runners in scoring position. Yeah. You can't win games scoring two runs per game. Unless you have Jacob DeGrom pitching every game. Even he can't. <laughs> they don't score two runs yeah, per that's game a good when point. he pitches. That's a good point. They don't. So then today we had the game, another another 3-2 loss to the Cubs. You know, Adam Frazier went off for three hits. But to me, the there, there was a couple plays in today's game. It's more fresh in my mind. Will Crow, first off, great job, dude. Great job. <laughs> yeah. He just throw. He's just looking good, but the base hit, or the the fly ball to shallow center field. The guy on third, Wilmer Def, uh, Wilmer Defoe playing center field. Another one of our infielders playing the outfield catches the ball and hesitates to throw home. And it's and it's. I understand he's an infielder playing outfield, but you got to throw through at least through the cutoff, man. Yeah, you got another situation. And I, he's like, you know, well, uh, maybe. Wasn't thinking he was running home. Ah, you gotta go. You gotta get up and throw. Yeah, you gotta get the ball to the infielders as soon as possible. So even like you said, even if you're throwing it to the cutoff man, to get the ball in. Yeah, and the other play to me was uh, when Hayward scored. It was a really close play at home, and they challenged it late. Um, and he totally whiffed on the tag. That makes sense. But I felt like the throw probably would have been there. But I felt like Perez was a little bit out of position. He was he was really far up in front of home, and maybe he has to be because he has to show a lane. But I just felt like he was too far away from the slide, and maybe that's part of this. Catchers have to show a lane, so you're always going to be safe on a close play because you can slide to the He just whiffed on the tag. He couldn't reach him. I don't know. Either way, 3-2 to two loss. It's another one where we just didn't hit enough. Kai Tom hits the two-run homer in this game. So basically you're saying all your runs are coming – from Kai Tom. <laughs> All your runs are coming from Kai Tom. Yeah. I guess. So Statcast has his home run uh a home run in one out of 30 major league ballparks. <laughs> we happen to be at the right one with the wind blowing out. Yeah. It was a ball. He put a he put a good bat on it, but <laughs> basically all I'm saying is the offense has got to be better. It just has to be. Yeah, it has to be. So it I guess I guess my point is is it has to be better when we're getting good starts from starting pitchers. Right. 
Because if we're getting the good starts, if we're going to avoid 100 losses, we have to win the games that our pitchers pitch well. Right. That's where I'm at with it. If we don't win the games where our pitchers actually pitch well, then, I mean, we may lose 100 games. (laughs) I'm just saying, if we can't put this together, give me four runs and we win all but one game this week. Yeah. Four runs a game. And we we lose one game this week. That's all. Yeah. That's what we say. Four runs a game. That's what it takes to win more games than you lose. And that's an average. You don't have to score all four of them in every game. Right. But if you average four runs a game, zero this game, eight the next, whatever it ends up being, you win more games than you lose. We understand we're not going to win more games than we lose. But it sure would have been nice this week to to come out another good week because our offense did okay. If our offense would have been okay this week. Yeah. So today, Colin Moran went down. There was bases loaded, and he he catches a line drive that was hit right at him. He's trying to beat the runner back to first. Something in his groin. So he's listed as day-to-day. But I think that there's a reason for that. Do we have anyone? Yeah, I mean, we we talked about this a little bit before this. I, I don't I don't see it on the roster. We looked at the 40-man roster, and the only infielders that we could call up if Moran would land on the injured list, Rodolfo Castro, who's currently in double-A, O'Neill Cruz, who's currently in double-A, and Cole Tucker, who's in triple-A right now, but none of those guys are an option to come up and play first base. Right. So your only option right now is Todd Frazier plays first base. Oh, that's nice that he's there on the roster. That's not the problem. But now you're bringing up one of these three guys who are potential future players and telling them to ride the pine for two weeks while Moran figures out his groin. Right. If it only takes two weeks. Now, we'll get into the key Brian Hayes thing. When he comes back, they could then go back down. But the point is, which one of these guys are you going to waste time? Right. So right now, you have Todd Frazier on your active roster. You have Hunter Owen on your active roster. I think he's day-to-day because they're like, you know what? Let's just go with these guys. We got Evans. We got Owen, who I'm assuming can play first base. I don't know. But I know he can play third, and I know he can play the corner outfields. So even if Philip Evans comes in to play first, we have basically, we have guys right now who can fill this and then maybe then if it's still a problem with Moran when Key Bryan is ready to come back, then maybe we put him on the injured list if he's still a problem. Yeah. Then that's how we bring Key back without any other moves Right, is by putting Moran on the injured list. Because if this is a groin, I don't know that, <laughs> that day-to-day is going to cut it. No. We're going to be shorthanded I've, for a I've while. I've dealt with a groin issue before, and it's not fun. It's It's not day-to-day for a guy like Colin Moran. No, no. You want him to be 100% so he can do damage. Um, And and you're growing. It's it's a hard injury to bounce back from quickly. It takes time. Now, we don't know how bad it is right now, but to me, I just feel like it doesn't look good. Right. And I think that this is a longer-term thing than day-to-day. But I think this that that's the only reason it's not happening. Do you think that he could even get pinch hits every once in a while? 
Maybe, but I, I honestly like. Okay, so he goes into pinch hit. He hits a single. He's not running the bases. He's not running the bases, and then you got to burn two people. Yeah, because you're gonna have to put a runner. And in how do you him. feel if you're the guy who only has to run? You're like, oh, I couldn't just get in that bat there. Right. Yeah, it's a good point. Hey guys, this is Josh. I am actually breaking in right here. This is Sunday. I'm actually jumping into the middle of this to record a little piece during this conversation that we had last night. Today, on Sunday, we learned a lot of things. Colin Moran was placed on the 10-day injured list. Key Brian Hayes was placed on the 60-day injured list. This is a big blow. But they had to put Key on the 60-day. They did not think that he was going to come back. They put him on the 60-day so that they could add Troy Stokes Jr. to the 40-man roster and activate him for today's game. They also claimed an outfielder from the Cleveland Indians, Ben Gamble. They claimed him off of waivers, added him to the 40-man in the active roster, and in order to clear space for him, designated Michael Feliz, the pitcher, for assignment. So this was kind of a shocking kind of twist to the to the whole thing. And because Feliz is then off, Jeff Hartlieb called up from the Indianapolis Indians. Dude, Sunday was a crazy day for these types of moves. A really busy day. It means that Key Brian Hayes and Colin Moran are going to be out for an extended period of time. We're going to get a look at Troy Stokes Jr. He had his, he has debut today where he went 0 for 4 uh, in the Pirates' win today. They did win, so that's good. Almost blew it in the ninth, but they didn't. Tyler Anderson was wonderful. But anyway, I wanted to pop into this spot right here just to say that there was a ton of moves today based around the conversation that we had the night before. So I wanted to pop in and mention those things since this is actually going to release on Monday. So, thank you. Enjoy the rest of the episode. <laughs> just feel like your options are super slim right now. And this, once again, is the exact reason that, the, that everybody feels like these sort of things are going to happen. And this is why people have the Pirates in the cellar. And why we have the Pirates in the cellar. Yeah. And why we think they're going to lose 95 games. I feel like we get like this weird, because we're more positive than everyone else. That we get this thing like, you know, I get maybe some sometimes some people ask, like, how can you be so like how can you be so high on them? Like they're bad. And I'm like, I said they're gonna lose 95 games. Yeah. I don't think they're a good team. Right. They're in a growth year. They're gonna be bad. I still think there's 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 good good things. things. And there's good players. We got three guys hitting over 280, I think, still. Yeah. Those guys are good. They're just not surrounded with good guys. They're surrounded with guys who are good sometimes. Right. Like Eric Gonzalez, who can get hot. Like Philip Evans, who can get hot. And so, like, and, and really, even at this point, Kevin Newman, who could get hot or at least figure it out and say, like, I'll salvage what I can. Right. Of this season. Right. So, like, they're surrounded with guys who are decent. And so that doesn't equal winning a lot of games. And we don't have a lot of confidence in the starting pitching. It's, it's a team that's going to be in games. They're going to battle, but they're not going to win. They're not going to come out on top. 
Yeah, as you know, Stephen like. Brault was on the broadcast the other day, and I loved it because there was a there was a hit uh, by Kevin Newman, I believe it was Kevin Newman, and the second baseman was dogging, and he beats it out at first. Yeah, and I just remember like Stephen Brault right then and there said, and that's Pittsburgh Pirates baseball. Yeah, because he hit that ball and he ran out of the box. And he, he, he's always going 100. And because of that, he caught the other team sleeping. He goes, if, if he would have just said, oh, I'm out, then he would have been out. But instead, he got a knock for it. Right. Because he said, this is what the Pirates do. And I'm like, yeah, dude, that's awesome. Absolutely. Hard 90. Dude, that's, I don't know. That's a team Pittsburgh can get behind. Yeah. We like a guy who works hard. We don't like Barry Bonds. <laughs> Had to bring him up, didn't you? Uh I never liked him, but I don't know. I There's a lot that is, I mean, our center field situation, our outfield situation, we've talked about this before. It's worse than I thought it was going to be. And if if this kind of stuff continues, or if, if our, I mean, if our productive players get hurt or traded, I don't know. Maybe it's just because we're coming off of some rough offensive performances, but maybe we do lose 100. Is that do have we seen know. the best? No, maybe not. Maybe, but I mean, we might we might match that a few times. Yeah, make some runs, get some wins while we're going hot. You know, I, I'm not going to waver from it. I still think there's talent on the team, but they've got to figure out how to hit. Let's go back to Will Crow. He's looked good, and he's done a little bit more each time. Yeah, I mean, he goes into 90 pitches today and throws a good game. And it's like, okay. Uh, he left, it was tied 2-2, so he doesn't get hung with the loss. But, I mean, Chad Cool comes back. These, these, Will Crow's the guy with options. Do you just send him down? Because he's the guy with options. It's a, it's a tough situation because, <laughs> I mean, you want to you put the best product on the field. Yeah, and he's showing that maybe he's ready to be who he is. I don't, I don't, I haven't, you know, studied his scouting card. I don't know what his upside is, but I would imagine it's somewhere from three to five in a, in a rotation. Yeah. If he can be there and he's ready to be there. I mean, Chad cool. Hasn't shown that maybe Cahill half of his starts. Hasn't shown that. Yeah. If you send Will Crow down after throwing the way he's throwing does that hurt Will Crow? Right. I don't know. I mean, some guys are like, "Yeah, I get it. I have options. I'm going down. It's fine. I'll keep working on my uh, on my craft and and get better, and I'll be there." But like, you also, I mean, like you're a competitor. Yeah. And you're kind of he's got to be thinking, dude, what what can I do? Right. I. It is tough. So, do do you have enough of Cahill to say? I'm sorry, man. We got a guy who's showing up. Or do you, I don't know, do you leave you, cool you, on the IL even longer? Right, yeah. You don't want to mess with that either? No. Dude, I don't know. I, I, know, is, I, I do know that, that we can't move Cahill to the bullpen because there's no one in the bullpen that I want to send down. Well, yeah. I would want, nobody I would want to send down. Well, but it's the same situation that we talked about with when it comes to options. Oviedo is a rule five pick. We send him down. Then the team that he came from has an opportunity to take him back. 
Right. And then nobody else has options except for Sam Howard, and he's our only lefty. Yeah, and you can't. You have to have at least one left. And he's been doing good. Yeah. You know what I mean? For the most part, he's been good. Yeah. Absolutely. So, like, okay, well, you either you're either ready to get rid of somebody, or you send Will Crow down. Yeah, that's just, that's a tough one. This is when we say, "I'm glad I'm not making the call." <laughs> right. I'm glad I'm not the one doing this. I don't know. I don't know what it does to Will Crow if he has to be sent back down. Yeah. And maybe he understands it right out of the gate, but even then, let's say they talk to him about this prior to. I still feel like. You go out there and you battle and you do well, I don't know. You want rewarded for it. I think the only way you can do it is by telling Will Crow, let's say Cool comes back. I have no idea. Let's say he comes back and you say you you sit down with Will Crow and you say, we're going to give this situation two weeks to figure out. If you're still like, you know what I mean? Just because you have to understand the business side of it. Yeah. If you can give it two weeks and say, okay, well, we figured it out. We have one guy that we know we can get rid of. We know that we can bring Will Crow back up, and he can be fine. Yeah. But I also think, ride him while he's hot. If he struggles or gets hurt, then the situation gets figured out by itself. But if you, let's say you release Cahill, and then Crow gets hurt, or somebody else gets hurt, now it's like, oh, crap. (laughs) Now we're without two guys that we had before. Right. Makes it super tough. I'm glad I'm not making calls. Yeah. Hey, guys, this is Jake. Thanks for being on the Bridge to Bucktober with us. To get connected and join in the discussion, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Bridge to Bucktober. On Twitter, it's Bridge to Bucktober. That's Bridge, the number two, Bucktober. If you want to talk about something specific, shoot us a DM and let us know. We'll talk about it. So our next thing, as a baseball fan, kind of rough to see Albert Pujols get released. Yeah, it's who 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 was it? Nolan Arenado, I think, put out a a post. He says, you know, it's a tough thing to see a player of that caliber just get DFA'd, and it's tough to match him up with a team right now because he hasn't been the machine. I guess you could say a player of that historical, uh, I don't want to say importance necessarily, but of his like status. Yeah. First yeah. ballot Hall of Famer status. Right, right. And, you know, it's uh, guys around the league hope that he can find a spot somewhere with some team and that this isn't how his career comes to an end. I think if it's not St. Louis, it doesn't happen. What's he going to do in St. Louis? Go through his his rounds of some sort of, and, and like I said, I don't know that they have a roster spot for him. But if they did, the only thing that would make sense to me is having him go through, you know, the, the, there's been players have done it recently, their retirement tour. Yeah. Have him play those teams that he's played when he was great to say goodbye to the game and allow him 
even if his numbers aren't good, the ability to go up to bat and have baseball fans say, hey, man, we appreciate you. Yeah. And then that's it. If he strikes out, that's fine. We cheer for him. Even on the road, we cheer for him. We say, Albert Pujols, you were great. Mm-hmm. And and goodbye. And then that's it. Like, And then it doesn't matter what his numbers are because he's wearing a Cardinals uniform. He gets to finish as a Cardinal, and he gets to say goodbye to the game. The problem is that he's come out and said that he doesn't want to play a bench role. Right. So it can't happen in St. Louis. No. I mean. Some people some people have mentioned the White Sox, but how's he going to fit into that lineup? Everybody, The only reason people are saying the White Sox is to reunite, reunite him with La Russa. Man, I just don't know. I've heard the Mariners mentioned too, and it just doesn't seem right to me. It just can't. To me, it doesn't make sense to have it happen somewhere where he has nothing. Like, dude. I don't think he's going to provide value to anyone. No, not significant value anyway. I mean, so if that's the case, then I don't understand why it would happen anywhere except for St. Louis because what what does he matter to anyone else? Now, granted, it's a league minimum contract. The Angels are going to pay him this year, and I don't think you can even sign him for anything more than that. I don't think that that you're able to. I don't know how that works, but... So the point is, is league minimum contract, and you're saying like, oh, we could bring Albert Pujols in. That might bring people to this, to the field. I mean, but like that's not. Right. Hey, Todd Frazier, sorry man, we're bringing Albert Pujols in. <laughs> Colin Moran's down. We're bringing in Pujols. He's gonna play every day until Moran's back. Then he's gonna do what Frazier's doing right now. He's he played third base this year in a game. Did he? Yeah. So sure, he can do that. Yeah. Ah, uh, is that a guy you want to listen to? Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, he never had one season for the Angels as good as his worst season with the Cardinals. Yeah. So to get into that, to be sentimental about the fact that we see an icon, that we had to see him fade to what he's been, and then to see him go all the way to being DFA'd is rough. But if it doesn't tell Pirate fans something, the reason that you you can't, as a small market team, that you can't play in the free agent market is contracts like this. Now, I'm not saying we're going to sign a contract like this, right? but it's the idea that if a guy's a free agent, it's very possible his best years are behind him. And so what you're doing is you're gambling and you're paying him for what he's already done. I just don't think that it's worth a gamble to play in the free agency game to run into guys that you could have situations like what you've seen with Albert Pujols, what you saw with Josh Hamilton, what you saw with, I mean, my favorite player ever, Ken Griffey Jr., now, that was injuries, not performance necessarily, but right. with age comes injuries as well. So, same goes. Even our favorite player, Andrew McCutcheon, hasn't been what he was for Pittsburgh. 
right. after that initial contract. Now, he hasn't been able to land the big deal. But this is why you got Harper and Trout and Tatis signing these types of contracts at the age of 26. Right. I mean, Tatis had, what, one and a half years in the league and signed his contract. Yeah. You signed, like, the the Angels signed a 32-year-old player for 10 years. Yeah. So, you're setting yourself up. Yeah. And and they, they had to know that. Like, they just wanted him. Well, what they got out of it was all of his milestones are wearing an Angels jersey. <laughs> True. So now when you go back and you say, oh, let's look at highlights of Albert Pujols' 500th home run, Angels. Yeah. His 600th home run. He's wearing an Angels jersey. Right. If that's what it is. 100% though, he's wearing a Cardinals uniform when he gets inducted. No doubt. 100%. He made one all-star game with the Angels, and they never went to the playoffs. He won they two went, rings in Saint. 2014. They did not win a playoff game. But they played in, a, in, the, in the divisional round. Okay. They got swept. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. It's the only time Mike Trout's ever been there, too. This is why we can't play with that type of contract. Right. Even if it's not, like I said, the, the most expensive contract the Pirates have ever signed is Jason Kendall for $60 million. So I'm not even saying we got to play with 250 million or whatever it was. <laughs> right. Let's let's say 100 million. It it doesn't help us. Joey Votto has strapped the Cincinnati Reds. Now, even when he was good, he still strapped them to be able to really build a lot around him. Yeah. Now, recently they've been able to do it, but then th- that's what the Reds do. They oh, we got all these contracts and then they have to ship them all away. Right. You know, the Homer Bailey thing hurt them, which is another example. They signed Homer Bailey instead of Cueto. Cueto had a good career. Or, yeah, Cueto had a good career. Bailey threw two no-hitters, and that was about it. <laughs> One of them against us. Yeah. Uh, I just think that there's a lot of talk about we let all these guys go, we trade them away. You trade them away to get something for them. Right. While you can. While you can. Before they just leave, and you can't compete in free agency because it's too much of a gamble. Yeah, and to me, it makes sense. It's how you have to do it. I, I even think as a even if you're a big market, maybe that's how you do it. Sign your guys, keep them there. Outside of that, I'm not gambling on these. Right. I'd see too many of them. It's way too hard to be good in baseball for that long. I agree. All right, what's coming up? We got. I'm up to a long homestand. Long homestand. Well, first off, we got the game tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. So the game tomorrow against the Cubs, try to salvage something out of maybe get a three to two win. Uh, we got Anderson going, but against Hendricks. So let's see Anderson go out. Let, let's give him a reward since he got beat in the game that he was really good in. Let's give him eight runs tomorrow. Let's do that. Let's score eight runs for Tyler Anderson tomorrow. Maybe we'll do something there. So after that, then they come home. And we got the Reds for three. And uh, it's a Wednesday day game. For those of you who are interested, who who have an opportunity to watch it while they're working, Wednesday day game. And then four, starting Thursday, four against the Giants at home. Giants are playing pretty well, surprisingly to me. They're in first place, aren't they? 
Yeah, I would never have picked them to be. I mean, I thought they were bad. Yeah, me too. So they're playing better than what I would have thought. Most people would have thought. Right. Nobody would have had them picked to be leading the division. I mean, it's very early. And they're only five and five in their last 10 games. (laughs) So it's not like they're lighting the world on fire, but they've been good enough to be 20 and 13 and sitting in first place with a 606 winning percentage, which would be first place in any division in the National League. Yeah. So exactly what we want (laughs) is the Reds who are, well, they just got smoked by the Indians, but they just had a no-hitter. Wade Miley just threw a no-hitter, the second one against the Indians this season. Not the second one for the Reds, the second no-hitter against the Indians. Yeah. Uh, Rodon threw it against them, and now Wade Miley. So, I don't know if that, I mean, I don't think it changes much. I think Votto's still out. Um, Well, we face Miley, right? We do. Yeah, we do. Last time, I don't know, worth noting, last time we faced a pitcher, Coming off a no-hitter was Musgrove, and we we fared pretty well against them. Yeah, so the first game of the of the Red Series is Keller versus Hoffman. Hoffman's had some good starts, too. He He's a good young pitcher. Sonny Gray versus Brubaker. That should be a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Wednesday day game is, is the Wade Miley, and it's Cahill for us. So I think you can win that series, but, w- I mean, we got a hit, so it doesn't matter who we play. We got a hit. And then four against the Giants. Uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, all night game, 6.30. Day game, obviously, on Sunday. But seven games or eight games. We have eight games to cover next week because of because of Sunday, because we're recording on a Saturday. What do you want, split four and four? I, know, I, like, I like that we do this every week and show how wrong we can be. <laughs> but I, I don't care what our record is this week. I just want to see the offense come through and get some hits. And I think if our starting pitching can continue to be good, I think that's good. I think it's good growth. Tyler Anderson's a big one for me. Yeah. Because I think he's a guy that maybe we can get some pieces for when guy when the team needs it. He has to stay strong. Yeah. So I think it's good to see him do well. But let's hope for the best. Eight games to cover next week. Hopefully Key Bryan is a topic next week. Hopefully we see Key Bryan. And from our father's woodshop, let's go Bucks. Let's go Bucks. Let's go Bucks.